Hello and welcome to Is This Thing On, a podcast hosted by me, Sachin Akrani, and a woman who always snows on my parade. It's Lindsay Bowers. Lindsay, how are you? Snows on your parade? Yeah. What does that mean? It's a reference to today's very unusual, not particularly helpful weather. Has it not been snowing around where you've been? No, I haven't seen any snow, but oh, I've seen right. lots of people talking about it on Twitter. Yeah, well, we should say it's, uh, what is it, Thursday, the 27th of February. There has been snow in London today. I got I got snowed on as I walked into the office. Um, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Did you not get any snow? Our no, guest who I'll, I'll introduce I've been in a darkened room most of the day. Yeah, yeah same here, actually. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think it, only, it was like a short burst around quarter to eight, nine o'clock. Well, that's when I was walking into the office and it stopped after that. But there was snow. There oh, was well, snow thank, in London. the weather report from today. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the most boring start to a podcast you've ever heard? Yeah, people listen to this in two weeks from now, or two years from now, and be like, I don't really care about the weather yeah. on that particular day. Like, tell me what it's going to be like tomorrow. <laughs> um, thundery, apparently. Stormy, oh. yeah. I'm all over the weather, Lindsay. Yeah. obsessed with it. I'm a typical I, Brit. And what about the day that this comes out? Um, oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, I'm well, not you failed already. Right, I'm going home. Going home. <laughs> don't go home, our guest, who I haven't <laughs> properly introduced yet. Yes. <laughs> We yeah, are he's jumping straight in, isn't he? Yeah, no, um, please do. Um, yes, we've got a guest today. Always very exciting to get guests on, and it is Lindsay's friend and increasingly becoming my friend. It's John Webb. How are you? Um, I'm I'm a bit tired. I've been working today, but nobody cares about that. So no, I, I'm good otherwise. I'm yeah, fact, I'm good. Well, we've been talking about it off air just before we started, but let, let's go into it because I find it intriguing. Uh, you work for Good Morning Britain. Where that's I how do, you know, yeah. Lindsay. Tell the listeners what time your alarm went this morning. It was three a.m. Wow, and that's standard, isn't it? That's standard, yeah. yeah. Um, 3 a.m., start work at 4 a.m. Because, stupidly, I live the opposite side of London to the studios. So the studio's in West London, you're East London? Uh, West London, and I live in East London. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. You're in Bow, aren't you? Yeah. As we were discussing off it? Yeah. I do not miss those early starts. Oh. But I do miss you, Webby. Oh, it's so good. Miss you too. It's so so good to see you today, and thank you very much for joining us. Uh, that's my pleasure. I do want to make a small disclaimer. Um, I have already had two drinks before we've even started yeah. recording this podcast. Well, there's so. you WhatsApp me uh, a couple of hours ago, or before I left work to come here. You plan on getting very drunk on this podcast? Well, it's not quite. I said, I'm, I, well, yeah. Yeah, I you did I'm say a, that. I said I'm in a mood for getting quite pissed. Yeah, so you've had two drinks already. I'm on my first which is um, Duval it's a Belgian beer I think I've had this in oh, Brussels I, I can't stand that stuff it tastes like sweet corn yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> I, I chose that for you no, what I've had in Belgium uh, like oh, you know, almost 20 years ago and I think I enjoyed it I must admit having it again it's, yeah, it's a bit coarse actually it's not the best uh, but I'll drink it because you bought it for me we are back at the Duke Possibly the busiest it's ever been. Because um, well, I'm here, of course. Everyone knew John Webb was coming. Webby's here. Yeah, it's rammed. Actually, when we get it, well, you guys got here before I did. You were on a tiny little table near the bar because the big long table was taken. But fortunately, when we started recording, the big long table had become empty. It has got plates of stale, horrendously stale uh, sandwiches on, which we're looking oh, at at the they moment. They look horrendous. I'm trying not to look at them. Yeah, so there's obviously some sort of event gone on. But you know, I have a weird phobia, actually, of like food that is nothing to do with me being near me. Um, not so much. I'm okay with the leftovers as long as I don't look at them. But if I see crumbs or entrails or splodges of sauce on a table when I go into a pub or if I get on a on the tube, I I like I want to throw up so badly. Tally knows if we go to a restaurant or a cafe and there's crumbs or entrails of the last people before that, he knows that he has to clear it and wipe it up before I sit down. So how down. can you okay with these sandwiches? Because they are terrible. Because I've got my back to them and I'm oh, not okay. looking at them. But honestly, it's skeeving me out a little bit. They are terrible. 
brilliant. It looks like they've really dried out. I just had a closer inspection of them. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they must have only eaten them about... Well, maybe something in the afternoon they just haven't cleared up. You just thought they've only eaten them about an hour ago. They look like they've been there about four days. They're in terrible shape. Anyway, let's move on from sandwiches before Lindsay throws up. Um, <laughs> so we've got John on, um, who we've got a heck of a lot to speak to John about. Yeah. Oh Ludicrously fascinating human being. Um, <laughs> the first thing, let's get on to this. So you got how long, guys? Did uh, did you guys work at GMB for? Um, well, you've been there five years, haven't you? I've been there five years. And I left two years ago, which means we would have been working there together for three years. About three years, but yeah. I think we used to literally sit next to each other in the gallery, didn't we? That's right, you sat to my right and annoyed me. Yeah. Uh, the first thing in the morning when I turned up, opened my computer. Oh, hello, it's Lindsay Bowers. I'm your social media producer for today. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell you sat to my right. <laughs> for the day on Good Morning Britain would have to send an email around to the whole of the team so they knew who was on it. And the only people who would ever reply to my emails would be you, peers, sometimes would send me a little hello, like, make sure you get this up today or just hello. And, um, yeah, you two were, like, the only people who ever really, like, replied to those emails. So, thank oh, you. Even wow. though you were sitting next to me sometimes. Yeah. Do you say what you actually do at yeah. GMB? Yeah, I should do, really. I'm, <laughs> I'm a visual mixer. Okay. So, if for anyone that doesn't know that, I press the buttons that make it happen. And a director generally shouts at me to cut cameras, VTs, graphics, yeah. everything like that. That seems important. You're the guy who's bringing this, the vision to our screens. Well, a lot of people say I'm not, but I, it's actually, I, I, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. You sound important. Yeah. And did we, you, you covered the Oscars, didn't you? Did you go out for that? I went to LA for the Oscars, which um, was an experience. Was that your first time? Uh, it was my second year out there. Excellent. Uh, it was a bit... Bit of a bigger show this year, yeah. with um, more people. But yeah, it was it, w- it was interesting. How long do you spend out there? This year less than last year. So I went out there, flew out from UK on Friday before the Oscars. Uh, went out, did a bit of rigging on Saturday. More production meetings and things on Sunday. Did the actual show Sunday night because that's when it is in LA. Yeah and kind of the the end time for the Oscars in LA is the start time for GMB on Monday morning. Yeah. Well, I remember waking up on the Monday and Suzanne and Piers were sat around the table in their night clothes, basically tuxes and dresses, yeah, that's which it. is very so disorientating was, vision. Yeah, it was about 10, 11 o'clock at night in LA. Yeah. Now, yeah. I know what the GMB lot are like. Um, did, do you all get pissed after you've done the work? We would like to. Now we learned from last year. So last year we went out there. We didn't get into the polo room, which is the big party in the Beverly Hills Hotel, because it's members and residents only. But then we realised that you couldn't go in there anyway or anywhere else in LA because the licensing laws in LA mean that on a Sunday night everything at 2 a.m. closes. Ah. So by the time we'd de-rig done our uh, debrief and things like that it was quarter to twelve uh, quarter to two well so you didn't have any after kind of party in one of the hotel rooms we had to go back to a hotel room in which we raided there was about a dozen of us out there we raided everyone's minibars and had a little bit of a party in a room 
in which then one of the adjoining rooms were like bang 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 on the door <laughs> so do you know what time it is you can't get a drink in LA after 2am you're not allowed anywhere no not on a Sunday oh, I don't Sunday. know about during the week oh, okay. Sunday's probably fair enough yeah, yeah. although you might think they relax on Oscar night it, what I found weird was that even the hotel bars they're like no oh, done yeah. that's mad wow. isn't it it's like London so we learned from last year and then we we had a little bit of a, a sweet with some I'll say a few bottles of Prosecco oh lovely yeah and um <laughs> somebody else had a few bottles of Prosecco over so there. Like, okay, weird. so it's like Vietnam at the other end of this table. So we've got the horrific sandwiches, and we've got two people sat at the other end of the table, and one guy, what's he done there? Spilled his entire drink. Honestly, that liquid starts running over here. Yeah, it's like, fucking up my laptop. I'm going to get really angry. Uh, we can't have any more delays, no, Sachin. Yeah, we, we've had more tech issues, believe it or not, listeners. Um, sorry, you were saying, John? Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, we, yeah, we learned from last year. We had a few extra bottles of Prosecco in one of the sweets, plus some. Weird nacho things. I actually took the. I've never seen them before. This probably goes to show me more than anyone else. They had little teeny tiny bottles of Heinz ketchup, yeah. which would you probably dip four chips in, but they're still glass bottles. Oh wow, tiny glass bottles. I, I took them home. Yeah, I've got, got some at home. Yeah. So I thought they were so cute. So do you, at Oscars nights, do you just see celebrities just wandering around? Just like Brad Pitt going for a piss in a toilet? The hotel we did the broadcast from, a lot yeah. of celebrities stay there, so they're milling about. Yeah. Um, less so this year than last year, but um, yeah, you, you see quite a few. Yeah. Did you bump into your old friend, Renee Zellweger? She did not say hello, unfortunately. Oh shit, I forgot about this. Yeah. You, you and Bridget Jones, is that right? I was in Bridget Jones's baby, Clang. Which one so, is that? Is that the... That's the latest Bridget Jones one. Right, right. Which came out, what, two years ago? No, no longer than that, is it? Four, three or four years three, ago three, now. Yeah. It's so long. Um, and you're actually properly in... Well, do you have a speaking part? Are you the baby? I, well, <laughs> I know I know. I look quite old for my age. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have some lines, but I got cut. Erin uh, had some lines, didn't Aaron he? had some lines. Erin is who, the director of Good Morning Britain, who John works very closely with. Yeah. And both of you played Bridget Jones's director and vision mixer, don't you? Because yeah. she is a producer. Wow. So it was like a, I was going to say Bustle's Holiday, but that's wrong. But we were doing, playing yeah. ourselves in a film. But I was in the credits. They didn't put the name. They just put, um, so the, the channel or the show that Bridget Jones works for is uh, called Hard News. So I was the hard news visual mixer. And I'm in the credits. I'm something like 16th in the credits. Above Ed Sheeran, I will add. <laughs> but yeah. can you just tell us how that came about? Because yeah. didn't Renee sort of come in for an interview and then hit it off with a team and said, I want you to be in our film? Was it something like that? It, it was that. So the production company, the director, Renee, uh, months before the film was even in production, had the idea for the third film and because it was going to be set in a newsroom they decided to come and do a bit of research in an actual television studio they came in it was actually a really busy day with breaking news and things like that on uh, GMB they came in saw it thought it was amazing that how we quickly change our running orders and things like that quickly and so they were just about to go away with okay that's how we do it 
then the director came to spoke the director of the film came to spoke to Erin my director and Erin joked about oh, well if you if you want an actor for the film then I did A-level drama <laughs> and that's quite that, the most that put the light bulb off in the, in the film director's head um, and they're like oh that's a great idea if we have proper people doing the proper roles in yeah, the control yeah. room Authenticity. then it'll be a bit more realistic and so they said right you you can come along and do that and so it was me Erin um, the PA who does all the timings and counters Laura, on, Laura yeah, yeah. Um, we all went spent two and a half weeks filming it wow which I'm glad I did it but I don't know if I'll do it again oh really is it just a bit boring once you get over the glamour of being in the yes. film? And we were treated a lot better than a typical extra would or yeah. supporting artiste. Yeah. Um, and for a comedy, we were told this at the time, I did notice at the time, for a comedy film, you have to film so much more because there's so many more cuts in, in getting reactions and things. So if you watch, I think it's, I think it's the first scene or the first scene at least that uses the, the gallery, the control room set up in the film, that took four days to film. Bloody hell. Well, wow. One scene? One scene. Jesus Have you seen God. the film? I, I don't think I've seen any of the Bridget Jones Honestly, films, watch honest. it, because I, I watched it after, like quite a while after I knew you'd been, like a year after I knew you'd been in it. I don't know why I left it so long. <laughs> but How when rude. I was watching it, I was like, fucking hell, you are actually really properly, you get a lot, you get quite a lot of screen time. Like that scene, yeah. there's, there's a couple of scenes, isn't there? there where there's... you're in that control room. I'm like, that's Erin and Reb Webby. Oh my God. I was losing my shit a little bit. <laughs> and there's a bit where she's having a, like a meeting in a boardroom. There's, I can see Laura. And, yeah. and I'm like, I recognise that person. I recognise that person. I, I had to do my own stunts in that boardroom one. <laughs> With your fingers. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. One scene takes four days. Yeah. That's insane. There was another scene where yeah, there's a, a bit where uh, Bridget and her co-anchor, so Bridget's a, sorry, the, the exec producer and the anchor for the programme are chatting away. They're really good friends. They walk, they do a one big long shot, which I absolutely love that sort of stuff from the newsroom out the building and all that. But there's all sorts of things going on around them. And I was one of the people that had to walk past them as they were walking past. For me, for them it was a long walk. For me, I had to walk past them from a certain point, go and act in the background and do a lot like of rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb to people in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did the take 17 times. Jesus wow. Christ. Anyway, let's move on and talk about um, another aspect of your life, John, which is ludicrously interesting. Um, yes. Uh-oh. Should we get into this? Pup play. Yep. Discuss, talk about it. Well, it, So it's, um, it's a fetish. Now, I'm... I'm sort of reluctant to describe it as a sexual fetish because having actually read up about it more in preparation for this podcast and listened to your own podcast about it, Shut the Wolf Up, yep. which I listened to on the way into work this morning, um, it's not necessarily sexual, is it? I mean, there's obviously a sexual aspect to it, but it, from what I've understood, it's not, it's not, that's not a blanket phrase. That shouldn't be used as a blanket phrase for it because for some people, it's sort of almost comfort in a way. Yeah. Well, you're correct. It'd be wrong to do a blanket phrase say, oh yeah, it's totally sexual. Um, it has its uh, origins in sexual play yeah. so it's come from a master-slave type thing where uh, a handler or a master will have a sexual dog not real must stress that um, and 
one looks after the other and but in the modern version of pup play there's a lot of people that are in it just for the social aspects but it still has sexual connotations yeah so it's wrong to put it in either one basket or the other it covers both yeah Okay, can I, I feel like we've just gone head on yeah, this it's, subject. It's, it's, I didn't really know how to approach it to us. I thought, no, let's yeah. just get I into mean, it. Can, it's a good conversation starter. Right, so pup play, it, as you may have gathered now, is a fetish. Mm. And um, Webby and I, obviously we're colleagues. And one of the things that really intrigued me about Webby is how, how you've always been quite open about this aspect of your life which is yeah. you're part of this community yeah. which you know is a kink community it is yeah. so it is very much a sexual thing but we, we can talk more about uh, the se- sexual aspects and the maybe not so sexual aspects later but um, you're basically it's about taking on a new persona isn't it yeah it's pretty much an alter ego yeah and to put it in the simplest terms, you, you dress up as a dog, don't you? Yes. And there's all, we can talk later again about the different statuses there are, where, whether you're a master or uh, submissive or dominant yeah. or collared. Yeah. Um, but I know that when, when you're in this persona, you go by the name Jabbins, right? That's right, yeah. So can you just tell us how did you become Jabbins? How did you discover this community? Where did it all start for you? Well, um, so I wasn't, I, I was into the kinky stuff, I, I'll be honest with that, for, uh, for a long time. So I was into lots of different fetishes, generally skin tight things like lycra, biker leathers, rubber, things like that. And this is from a long time ago. And um, met some mutual friends into that. And this is before the pup scene was quite big as well. So that's got, sort of got to be bared in mind and this guy that I was visiting in Austria actually you know, he's a good friend of mine he then put a leather pup hood on me and it sort of released me from my inhibitions of John Webb as a, a kinkster into things to being this someone that didn't care about being a human but could just be looked after by a human and it was weird how I'd seen that kind of thing before like I say it wasn't so big so it wasn't you didn't see it much and got, the hood got put on me and he acted as if he was my uh, keeper my owner and it, it sort of came naturally and it comes naturally to some people others it doesn't Yeah, it, it's an escapism and how old way. were you when this happened? That was... Sorry to say that again? How old were you when this happened? This was... I think I was... Because so, I was late coming out and all of that anyway. I was like 23, 24. And, and you're 37 now, so... Thanks for that. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. There's no real that. You're still young. But you've been a pup for a long time. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. just to hammer the point on that you're old, but we're all old, so it's fine. Yeah. So I thought it was quite new, but if you were 23... Three, you said when this was happening. Yeah, and thirty-seven it, now. So it's actually been going on for quite the well, pup, pup, pup like, play's been going for quite a while. And there are actually a lot of interesting books uh, depict the history of it all as well. It's been going on for decades, but oh, okay. more of an underground type thing. Whereas now it's quite, I say, for people that don't know in a fetish world, 
it's quite up there now in the fetish world, whereas before yeah. it was on the, on the lower levels. So should we talk about the, sort of the, the gear for this as well? So the mask seems to be a big thing. So you've yeah. got either a leather mask or is it a neoprene mask? Neoprene uh, is synthetic rubber, is that right? And leather is leather. Like is, a wetsuit yeah. type thing. But and you can get leather, you can get uh, rubber, you can get well, any material really. You yeah. can even get lycra ones. Yeah. But having listened to your pod this morning, you're very much a leather man, am I right? Uh, I'm, I'm more of a rubber dog. Oh, really? Yes. I slide off leather because I'm a biker, so I've got lots of biking levers. But my main persona is rubber. Okay. And I thought, so there's a pad, is there some sort of padlock padlock etiquette as well? Is that right? To indicate if you're owned or you're not owned? So currently I'm a stray. Okay. I'm not owned or handled by anyone, but you can get owned by someone and collared by someone yeah and generally it sounds like a ritual but it is as good as somebody who wants to own you as a pup a handler who might even be a pup or a dog themselves will um give you a collar and put it on you it's usually a chain or a padlock or a name tag it doesn't have to be yeah the thing that we always discuss on my podcast is that you don't have to have the gear to be a pup or a dog you just got a be be dog that that's the thing what do you, you mean by that you can act like dog you yeah. can act like pup the gear doesn't necessarily make you the, oh, the pup okay. so when you become this persona yeah how long do you stay in that for it can be it can vary so there's lots of events and even in an event that I go to you, you can be on all fours for all of that event or you can do a bit of a pup mosh which is a big gathering of pups on a soft play mat chucking balls about and things like that but I mean do I'm, you talk or do you, do you bark there are me personally if I'm in that headspace I won't act human unless I really need to okay so I will um my body language will say it. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, it's only if you need to talk or say, no, I'm not doing that, then, yeah. That's, yeah. But then you, I'm out of headspace totally. And How do you feel when you're jabbing? I feel a bit, uh, like I said earlier, it's a bit of an escape of, I'd have to care about normal life day to day, what food I'm going to eat later, that sort of thing. How, what I'm going to do for work the next day. It, it's good to escape from it, from, from from life. Yeah. Yeah. So is it more the escapism aspect of it than the sexual aspect of it that appeals to you? For a lot of people, it's escapism. Yeah. For me, I much prefer the, the the sexual side. And that's just been me being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can be a bit rough and tumble with it all. Just on the escapism aspect, so I was reading an article today about about pup play so this was an article written in the metro by violet fenn i don't know if she's a writer on this how, how old is it might uh, it's a couple of years old 2017 right, it might be one of our research for, yeah. for the podcast myself so i found this quite so she she told, she's spoken to a guy called ashley who's whose name is uh whose pup play name is gus i, I guess so i just want to sort of read this quote out and i just found this fascinating so this is gus talking to violet about why he got into pup play so he said uh, for me it helps my mental health i had 
a nasty separation from my partner for 10 years. I went into deep depression and had se uh, severe anxieties. Being Gus helped me to be more positive and able to confront people I wouldn't have otherwise. As my anxieties would peak and I'd go slipping down into a spiral of depression again. I just read that and my sort of thought was, great that he's got this release through Pup Play, but yeah. that sounds quite serious that he actually needs to actually see somebody about that. Is there a, a possibility, the sexual side, that sort of makes sense to me, yeah. that makes perfect sense. The thing I find slightly almost concerning is people who are going for it to get away from life and I think, yeah. is, is, is this what they need? Do they actually need to take medical treatment or do you see this as actually really therapeutic for people in the way it seems to be for you as well from the escapism point of view? They're, I think having spoken to a lot of people now that are into play from people I wouldn't usually speak to because because of the podcast and things like that I've got um, there is a lot of mental health issues within the scene of pup play but there is in the whole kink scene as it is in the whole gay community yeah. because there are oh, Right, we're being really shoved down the I'm just going to stop here and say that. So we have had, is it the same, it's the same people, right? Sorry, I'm interrupting you, John. That's all right. We've got two people sat at the end of the table. So these are the people who spilled the drinks earlier. They cannot stop fucking banging this table, can they, with their legs? <laughs> no. It's like being in the middle of a fucking hurricane or something. It's just unbelievable. There's only two of them as well. Anyway. Um, anyway, yeah. let's carry on. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of... Uh, there is a mental health issue side to it. There, if you delve down to any part of life, then there, there's going to be. True, yeah, yeah. But then I think it's great because a lot of people use pup play or even other parts of fetish. So being a gimp or a drone or um, even just the escapism of being... Um, hang on, hang on. I've heard of a gimp, but what's a drone? So... A gimp is kind of like a drone, but is just totally told what to do with no um, feedback. So if you, it's exactly like if you were to fly a drone, you tell it what to do and it does it, that sort of thing. Right. There are very slight differences to all of these terms, which some of them I struggle to differentiate yeah. between. So. So a gimp gets feedback and a drone doesn't get feedback? Yes. So like a gimp gets like an appraisal? But they're both very submissive. Yes, they're all submissive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a gimp will get praise, a drone oh, will just do... Oh, I see, praise, but yeah. just gets told. That's yeah. like... So, um, I've gone off the tangent here, but... Um, <laughs> so we, we've got the master-slave type thing. Yeah, yeah. A slave... Slave and gimp are, like, in interchangeable. Yeah. So... They will do what they're told. There will be feedback from the slave or gimp, but it's a one-way street. Yeah, yeah. With a drone, I do what they're told. There's no feedback. It's a one-way street. Yeah. With a pup or a dog, because I consider myself more of a dog than a pup, it's two-way. There'll be feedback from the dog, so you get get that sort of thing. So, what's the difference between a dog and a pup? A dog. So a, a pup is more playful, um, and you know everyone. Do, everyone, do, I always say everyone does pup in their own way. So you do it how you want to, and you can interchange. One day I might want to feel like more playful. One day I want to just be like a companion type thing. So pups will 
do the whole jump into ball pits, chase balls, tug on a bit of rope in these pup moshes. Whereas dog, whereas I do, um, I'm more rough, old, like older, alpha, sitting aside, but interact still, um, but not chase around bright, colourful balls, that sort of thing, which happens. And where is this happening? So there must be sort of gatherings. There, there are lots of meets. The yeah. main one in London um, is Pup Out, and it's just, that's a social event. And there's usually about 100 people each month that go along to it. Yeah. And with different levels of pup and different levels of people wearing hoods, not wearing hoods. Like I say, it's not, not about the gear. And they get to be themselves. I think it's a safe environment for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, I have so many questions about this. Oh, I'm just, yes. I'm absolutely <laughs> enthralled. If, if that guy at the end of the table wasn't... I can put me off with his leg banging against the table. I'd be <laughs> fully concentrating on this job, but sadly he's taken a little bit of my concentration away. But anyway, should right. we stop and get a drink? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll get back into this. Sachin is back from a bar. He fucked up the drink Yeah, order. I was going to say, I should apologise to John because, uh, well, I only feel partly responsible for this. Cause I, so I went to the bar and I said, what are you drinking to John at Stroke Lindsay? Because you, did you buy John's drink? Yes. Yeah, and you said it was the one to the far right of 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 the Moretti, right? So I just got it was the, far right, I got a drink at the far right, and it was uh, an ale called Muzzles, and I thought oh, that's probably right, and I brought it back to the table, and no, it's no, completely that wrong. That was the one. Well, that's mu- that's, mu- that's that's Muzzles. Yeah, well, that was Muzzles. Okay, well something's gone wrong. Well, anyway, but they look completely different. I, I just want to point out, I'm not far right. Just yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to point out everyone around this table uh, well this side of the table is not far right let's not get onto the people at the far end well, of the I table. have taken a picture of, of the, the two different <laughs> beers because they are very different yeah. shades of, of colour it's like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger in Twins like yeah, they're, they're, me- they're meant yeah, to be the same thing but they're clearly that not yeah. Yeah. you're on a Prosecco still yeah, I was going to ask you to get me two glasses because one goes down too quickly oh, but no. I thought you'd judge me if I no did you should have said that I would have got you so, and I've no, moved on to Peroni because no. the Duval did taste a bit did you not like it it's alright it's will fine. you go back to it at all probably not anyway well, anyway yeah. we were having back a very to obsessing about John's uh, ulterior identity I'm sorry it's really weird somebody calling me John yeah, so, I mean, because, you're Webby to me. Yeah, everyone calls me Webby, that is not my parents. <laughs> That's how weird it is. So I, call, uh, I, I don't feel like you're, you're, I know you to call you Webby. My friends call me Webby. Yeah. I, I consider you as a friend. And we are friends. Even though we? you got that wrong. Yeah, even though I, I was waiting you around for all, all the technology <laughs> at the top, and you know. We're all <laughs> phone friends now. It's funny you bring up your parents because actually, the next thing I wanted to ask you um, about your kink is. Yes. Your parents and pretty much everyone you know knows about this, don't they? Pretty much. I mean, there's probably a handful of people that don't, but I don't hide it. You're Let's very, put it that way. Very, uh, I mean, it really struck me because we sat next to each other for a long time at work 
and I, I was saying before we started recording, um, I didn't even realise you were gay until yeah. one morning you came in quite bereft because you'd had a relationship breakup and you're really down and you, you kind of opened up to me about it a little bit, being like, oh, me and my boyfriend have broken up. And in my head, I was like, oh, I didn't bloody realise you was gay, but <laughs> I have got pretty bad gaydar. Um, especially working at ITV, it's quite safe to assume everyone is gay. But, um, anyway, actually, <laughs> wow, that is quite Oh, my God. <laughs> I no, mean, I mean I you're, you're I probably quite close. But That's the title of this podcast episode. So <laughs> everyone at ITV gay. is gay. <laughs> no, but I met my fiance at ITV, and to be honest, is he for, gay? for a little bit, I thought, oh, is he gay? Is no, just because you know, TV in general. Even yeah. like working at Channel Five, TV in general is full of um, gay men. Bloody benders everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of gay men, which is great. Um, but anyway, hello, Philip Schofield. If you're listening, by any rare chance. <laughs> No, we are not. We're, well, congratulations to him for yeah, coming out and being himself now. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, but shortly after I found out you're gay, um, I, don't, I can't even remember how or when, but eventually you, you were talking very openly about the fact you sometimes go to places like Germany for the weekend with a big suitcase full of full of rubber. Oh, that- that suitcase was a talking point with everyone at ITV. Yeah. I mean, and everyone just completely accepts it and just Webby does that. And it's absolutely fine and you're completely open about it and it's great. How about your family? Um, and or, you know, when you get a new partner, it, how do people react to it? How did, you, how did your parents react to this? So, the... Part of me coming out as gay was the first part, then it was coming out as a kinkster, I guess. Yeah. Now, the first people in my family to find out that I was gay were my two sisters. I've got an older sister and a younger sister. Oh, yes, I love this story. Please tell it. Yeah. Um, years ago, I don't even know how long, but it doesn't really matter. Um, went to Gran Canaria. No, was it Gran Canaria or Ibiza? One of those islands. Uh, Ibiza, that's right went out there with my sisters because it was probably one of the last few times we would be together to be able to do this sort of thing because everyone's getting new jobs and we're that age that we could went out there for a week had a bit of a party atmosphere it was oh, great fun absolutely loved that holiday we had some afternoon drinks uh, by the poolside or the beach or something where there's a bit of public access and I was sat around a, a round table, one sister either side, and I was just sort of looking down the like, little promenade, and I didn't realise that a friend from university was wandering towards us. I'm like, that's, that's Richie. It's like, hey, Richie, come over. Came over, sat down. He actually took a shine to my little sister, so it was like, okay, I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> chatting away how do you know each other yeah university all of that sort of stuff I was having a drink bought each other a drink and then my uh, Richie came out and said so you, are you, you slept any more guys lately fucking hell and both my sisters were watching him <laughs> I just saw that both their faces turn around and go huh? <laughs> uh, ah yes uh, and my little sister just looked Bless her, she's the, just just takes everything in a stride, you know, she's like, oh. Whereas my older sister then just started asking questions, go, oh, when did this happen? Wait, how many people you slept with? Oh, God. And she went off into uh, the hotel 
phoning all her friends. Oh, no. <laughs> what? I, I, know, I only know this because she went off and I thought, oh, she's really upset, really upset. And I eventually went back to go to the toilet and I could hear her on the phone kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I just said he's gay. <laughs> so she's genuinely upset, your older sister. I did. I, that was probably the first time I spoke about this and I'm happy to do so. But I, heard, I heard her cry and I think it was the fact that I didn't tell her oh, more yeah. than anything else. There you go, yeah, yeah. So... Because I can't think of her being it. Like, totally. Yeah. How dare he? But that's interesting. On, on partners, then, has that been an issue with partners? Um, the, the kink side of your life? And do, can you only date... Do you feel only comfortable dating with someone who can accept that? Or, or I should say, I, get involved in it, even? I, I have to say, probably, yes. I have tried to date non-kinky people in the yeah. past, and it just hasn't worked yeah, out. Yeah, I can imagine. It's yeah. been... There's been that, that taste, that drive, to, that wanting... It's not a be or an end all because I'm a very soppy romantic person. So I like days out, I like romantic trips, that sort of thing. But when it comes to the sexual side, it's very rare that I just I like just vanilla stuff, muggle stuff, muggle <laughs> normies. Do, do kinky people call? Is that what we call normies? People. Uh, who I have all sorts of terms. Uh, I generally use normies. Yeah. I've got a few other words sound derogatory terms, but yeah. This yeah. normie right here yeah. has been to a sex club before. That's me. I've been to a sex club. Which the one? Absolute danger. I know. Why, why were you allowed in? I, went, <laughs> I know. They wanted to turn me away for being too sexy. That's not true at all. Oh my God. Well, you're it's a good job I wasn't taking a sip <laughs> of that point. A bit too hard there, Sachi Nakani. No, when I was about... When I was about You just said that was really well delivered, bravo. That really well, <laughs> yeah, that was really well done. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you saying that, I'm laughing at how brilliantly you okay, delivered Okay, okay, backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> when I was about 26, 27, um, a friend of mine wanted a group of us girls to go out for her birthday. And she was kind of, she, she's a kinkster. She's a kinky one. And she was like, I want us all to go to Torture Garden. Yeah. Uh, we were like, what's Torture Garden? She went, well, it's a sex club. But, you know, you don't, have, you don't have to partake anything, but could you just all come out on this night out with me? And we all dressed up and had an absolutely fantastic night. I did not partake in anything. What, but did, you, I had what did you dress up as? Just out, um, sorry to interrupt. But I it's in- dressed in just like a corset and suspender. I basically okay. put on a very big coat, and then when I took off a coat, I was basically in like a boudoir outfit underneath yeah. like, I remember I crimped my hair so it's massive if you think you, of you, um, Rocky Horror Show <laughs> yeah well if you think of Christina Aguilera in the Lady Marmalade yeah. video right okay massive, yeah, yeah massive crimped hair heavy makeup uh, kind of really nice kind of um, corset and stockings and suspenders um, we all kind of just went like that so yeah, so you totally cover up before you went there. Oh God, yeah. So yeah like, so I don't want people seeing me. As well, so we were like, I've, oh, the boat ones. I've heard great things about the boat ones. It was really a fun night, and I remember just talking to people all night and watching things and just being like, well, that's a bit weird, but um, you know, I, I'm very, very open-minded. And yeah. I had a long-term boyfriend at the time. If I went there single, maybe I would have dabbled in some activities. I don't know. Um, Hello, was there a dark... I've never been to the... There's a basement where there no dark, phones are allowed. Or no, right, okay, yeah. so there was a dark and, room and on the boat. And that was where I actually had a lot of my interesting conversations. I remember kind of sitting there having a glass of wine, chatting to my best mate, and then looking over my shoulder and seeing a dwarf 
spanking a woman strapped to a board and just being like, huh, wow. It was fun and it was, I was really, really nervous going there. I thought, you know, is it going to be seedy? Is it going to be predatory? But no, it wasn't. It, the way it was organised was that uh, the only uncomfortable moment of the night was um, a guy kept coming up to me wanting to, like... Uh, he, he was obsessed with getting at my feet. He was a foot fetishist. Right, And okay. he kept on kind of saying, show me your feet, show me your feet. And... Um, Within minutes, a bouncer or security kind of dragged him away from me so, because so the they could tell I was uncomfortable. Right, yeah, yeah, security can tell if anyone's uncomfortable. Yeah. Straight away, they just sort it out. Otherwise, it's really, really, it was really quite uh, interesting, Not, yeah. especially from the point of view of a journalist. It was really, really interesting. Just listen to you both speak. I just, yeah. One thing that's interesting, because I think you've said, or I, I know this because Lindsay told me, that you do go abroad to events. Yes. And events abroad. Yeah, and, and you, I'm concentrating more on that than the UK yeah. ones because well, I can talk about say, issues there. Do you feel we, people talk more openly about sex in foreign countries than we do here? Yeah, that and that's less, what I mean about issues, yeah. is that... It's not issue. I always sound like I'm talking negatively, but yeah, we're more sort of restrained, and we are just generally yes. more for conservative society. So the last event that I went to was uh, MIR, which is Mr. International Rubber, and that's held in Chicago. And for years I've been wanting to go, but it's not cheap to go to America, and it's not cheap for hotels and flights and things like that. But thanks to the podcast, I met. A good friend of mine who lives in Chicago and I stayed with him so that's half the cost. We went along to Miss International Rubber where a lot of people from around the world meet up and I think partly because people are making the effort to travel somewhere and partly because of America and I'll go on to Europe in a bit but in America they're so open and so crazy they just want to be at you constantly that you can ch- chat to so many more people than comparatively in the UK so there's lots of events in the UK but like I found at so MIR is a quite quite a sexual thing and if I were to compare it to the London thing pop out which is more social it is a bit like chocolate cheese comparison but equally you can find people to talk to but people are more open in America and in Europe. I found a lot of people in the UK a bit more clothes and it sometimes you've got to really work on them to yeah. try and get get them to speak to you. That's not saying everyone, but that's that's what I found. And in Europe it's probably they're probably even more open. For instance I've been to there's an event in um, Germany called Gear Blast and that involves every different fetish going. So, you've got sports gear, you've got rubber, you've got leather, you've got lycra, you've got furries, you've got army, you've got firefighter, you've got all of the uniforms, everything. Going to a fetish event where you feel, and everyone feels this, whether you're really outgoing or not, you feel like you're really uh, putting yourself out there, you're vulnerable. Because you're wearing something, you think, what do people think about this? And yeah. oh, I've got a little. Because I usually wear rubber, and you're like, oh, could have lost a bit of weight, that sort of thing. But I bumped into somebody that a little bit took me under his wing, and I. It's good that 
in Europe, they'll just talk to you about anything. So I'm chatting, chatting, chatting. And I'm really good friends with him now. And I've gone back more years because of him. And not necessarily he's there every year because he wasn't there the, the following year. Uh, it, it was just so good. And it's in a, a venue which has lots of different spaces. So there's a chill out area if you just want to sit on your own. There's a bar where you can chat to people. Lots of play spaces like dark rooms and where seedy things go on. And in a big room where they do stupid things like... And, and this is the thing about the kink community just like any other community we'll do stupid things but in our gear so there was there'll be competitions with virtual reality computer games so you've got a virtual reality and you're wearing your uh, pup stuff and you're fighting people on a computer screen it looks weird or you're doing like a charades type game in front of people to win gear prizes and, and stuff like that so it's very well rounded I think our community if you take away the, the, the bad bits, which every community has, it's really close. Yeah. What, what are the bad... I mean, without having to there, go to details, uh, what are the lot, There's lots of dramas. Yeah. So people always... Um, not always, but there's certain things of... If somebody has a bad experience with someone, they'll talk about it too much. Okay. It's very, like a... I'd say a bit like bitchy right. type thing. Yeah. That kind of thing. And it's and people from the outside can look like look in and see a lot of clicks when you have to be close so you have your close groups. But sometimes you just need to break into that that little yeah. bubble sometimes. I've got a question. Yeah. So obviously you've been in this community for a very long time mm. and you're quite comfortable with it, obviously. Um, obviously to be into something like this you're already very very open-minded but have you ever been in a situation where you've met up with someone from an app or from a community and you've met up with them and you're like this person this guy is just fucking too weird even for me like you, you feel in danger or uncomfortable have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're like I'm not sure about this there have been times where I think I've got a good uh, radar yeah. of you seem a bit dodgy. So there's the typical apps out there like Grinder and well, that's the main gay app. And there's other ones which I can explain later. But um, generally, if people are messaging you, I've got a good feeling about people. Now I can give a good example, which certain people doesn't end well but I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago where there was um, a policeman that got killed by a grinder date um, doesn't ring a bell for me I, I might I'm, know what you're talking about and this is getting a bit, a bit on the serious side yeah. but uh, there was this, this guy that messaged lots of people on Grindr yeah. in a local area because Grindr is a location based uh, gay dating app yeah. mainly used for sex put it bl blindly out there yeah. it, I'd be lying if I'd say I don't use it for that yeah. um, so there was a guy on the kinky side there's not very many kinky people on Grindr and would 
keyword sayings into kinky stuff, all sorts of out there things. And so the, uh, this person went to meet this guy, and for whatever kink they got into, it ended up that this policeman that was on duty on his lunch break went to go and meet somebody and this meet ended up killing him by whether something went wrong in a kinky side or whatever but it was quite premeditated oh now I'm not sure I have heard about this actually um I I won't go into the gruesome details but it, it happened when it came to the news and they showed this guy's picture and his details I looked at my messages and he had been messaging me wow bloody hell the killer the killer oh my god Jesus and he got quite close to me going I was going to go and meet but then he there was something that he said or did which I just went I'm not not really comfortable with this oh my god Jesus Christ And a lot, a lot of time now, um, unless I've got a good inkling and I've been chatting, if I want to meet somebody, I think it will get further or a regular meet. I will always ask, go for a drink first or a coffee or something like that. Because yeah, yeah, when they yeah. say no, that's when alarm bells start yeah. to ring a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this yeah. last situation wasn't that, but yeah. um, there was a guy that came along. It was it was it was gay. So it was with his, his boyfriend, and he came along, and liked the pup stuff. So I, I I fully popped up for him, and he thought that instantly he could be uh, a handler and be uh. a total dominant person over me. Yeah. And as a, as a as a pup as a dog, I'm quite alpha myself and like that two-way street that I was talking about earlier. But he thought it could be a lot rougher without the conversation beforehand. Now there needs to be a lot of respect and conversation and understanding between uh, any any kink, really. And he just got a bit too rough. And I like a bit of um, proper dominance, but when he starts, he, he did a little, like a slap. And I thought, no, <laughs> that's not happening. Nobody yeah. slaps. Yeah. Jabbins. Jabbins. I was just trying to think the name. Jabbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody slaps Jabbins. Where Jabbins come from? <laughs> if I had a pound for it. <laughs> so. Is it because so many people are Jabbins into you? Sorry. No. Oh, I that is awful. <laughs> Bloody wow. No, that's staying in. Uh, that is staying in as a punishment <laughs> for being so oh fucking Oh, my God. It's not true, though, is it? We could get another one, but I'll tell you the story yeah, first. Yeah, I need to wait as well. We're going to need another break. Right, I, I could carry on talking for hours, sorry. <laughs> I could listen to you for hours. Um, so I, I'll talk about Jarvis, you can go to the toilet. Yeah. So back in the day, with one of my uh, kinky group of people, we used to go on holiday together. Two or three years to the same places. Uh, but they used to like hiking places around long lakes and I don't mind doing that but long and long I used to complain a lot so 
oh, we going, we're going to go to a pub yet or, and things like that. So oh, stop being such a baby. And then that turned into stop being a, a baby John and then turned into a, a John baby and then a JB. So it's getting oh. shorter. So, so cutesy. In and my then, head, I thought it was like a cock yeah, hand up your ass, but actually... No, it's not sexual in the slightest. <laughs> and then it got combined with... Um, so at, I don't know if you've heard of Adam and Joe, the comedians. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got a dog called Boggins. Oh. And then they combined it with that. <laughs> uh, my, my, my ex, uh, Alex, I stopped jabbing all the time. You, you're proper Boggins. You're jabbing. And then it turned into Jabbins. There you go. And so it's all from from me complaining <laughs> down to, to down to Jabbins. So your and kink it, name is based on you being just something to moan all the time. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's pretty really cute. Right, I really need to wait, so we have to stop again. Right. I'm sorry. We're going it's for this like is unprecedented. Much. On is this thing on uh, a yes. second break? Yes. But that's how good you are, Jabbins. Oh. Let's go for a second break. <laughs> Lindsay's back from the bar. Um, the historic second bar visit. The first, well, first time ever on a is this thing on episode. Oh, We've so got proud. to the bar twice. John, you have broken us. Brilliant. You've broken us with your ludicrously fascinating life. I'm on my third drink, and it's my third different drink. I'm uh. on a, so I'm on a, uh, oh, I'm on a bottle of soul now. So You're going to be great tomorrow. <laughs> I've gone from, a, was it? What's it called again? You got from sweet corn. To Italian, to Spanish, Spanish, yeah, Duval, all around the world. Duval Peroni to Seoul. I'm on a, a, yeah, I'm on a sort of cruise around Europe, a drinking cruise around Europe. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my fifth glass of prosecco, yeah. so I've drunk over half a bottle of prosecco to myself now. I feel quite with it. Are you working tomorrow? I am. Yeah, but you know, it's I'm off Friday, tomorrow, which is basically. But I'm also working, so I'm editing. As early as every other day, but still. Yeah, I'm editing this podcast tomorrow, so I'm sort of working, but I'm I'm off as well, so it's fine. Um, great, right. So let's talk about your podcast, John. Yeah. Shut the wolf up. Brilliant name. Is it shut the wolf up or shut the wolf up. Oh, up. It's shut the wolf up. How long's it been going? And is it the only pop play related podcast around? I uh, know there are a few other. Oh, really? Pop podcasts about yeah. uh, whether they're still going I don't know and there are definitely fetish fetish podcasts yeah um, out there there are some great ones which now can't come to mind but um, yeah is there one for drones that's the one I want to listen to I'm fascinated by drones now I'm going to have to send you the fact sheet about drones aren't <laughs> yeah, I you're going to have to yeah. yeah so the podcast we're about to start our fourth season I have been involved since season two, and I started as a producer on it, but then I was an on-air producer, yeah. and it's blossomed from there. So it started with um, Volker, who is the founder of it, the, the main guy. He sounds hot, just to say. Well, he, he kind of is, but you know. <laughs> um, he started it, as he thought there was a gap in the market, which there, there, there is. Because, like I said, there's, there are other pop podcasts out there, but nothing really in the UK and nothing as regular as what we've been doing. And there, aren't, there are some kink podcasts out there. But he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And he, you know, listened to season one on his own with a couple of guests. It's good. But he sent out a tweet and I was following him and he said, 
I think I might need some help with a website, production of the podcast, different bits and pieces. Yeah. So, saw that, listened to the first season that he had done already, and I thought, yeah, you, you need help with this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Volker. <laughs> Excellent, right. Right, it is getting late. Let's do the quiz. Um, so, for obvious reasons, the quiz is dog-related. It is Famous Dogs. <laughs> Um, I will be hosting this quiz. I've gone on the internet and found questions related to uh, famous dogs. They're all multiple choice. Nothing kink related. They're all ludicrously innocent oh, and boring. Oh, you're so boring. Oh, I know. <laughs> but uh, let's do it. So I've got six questions. I'll ask you alternative questions, three each. Okay. Uh, some of them are quite easy. Some of them are a little bit more difficult, um, but they're all completely random. So if you get three difficult ones, that's, that's not me having the gender against you. That's completely random. So let's go. So, John, you want to take the first one? Yeah, go on, then. Right. In the comic strip, Richie Rich, what is the name of Rich of the Rich family's dog? Is it money, pe- peso, junior, or dollar? I'm going to say dollar. Dollar is correct. The obvious answer, isn't it? You ready, Lindsay? No. Your one. I never would have got that. Right. Okay. This is an, hey, that was an educated guess. Sorry. This is an utterly fascinating question. I was obsessed about this question as I was uh, reading it myself and getting it down for this quiz. Right. In Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, best friend of Scooby-Doo, had a full name. What is it? Oh, my God. Is it Christopher Clemens, Norville Rogers, Shagwell Bob, or John Smith? What is Shaggy from Scooby-Doo's actual full name? What was the second one? So, Christopher Clemens, Norville Rogers... Shagwell Bob or John Smith? Norville Rogers. It is Norville Rogers. Did you know that? Oh, well done. No, but that was the one that most seemed like something you wouldn't make up yourself. Right. Yeah, it's Norville Rogers. I had no idea Shaggy had an actual name. I don't like these questions. (laughs) Right. Your question now, John. In 101 Dalmatians, what are the name of the puppy's parents? Is it Mingo and Missy, Pongo and Pedita, Pingy and Patty or Poncho and Paletta? It's Pongo and... Is it Pongo and whatever they are? Yeah. Pongo and Peridita? Yeah. It is? Yeah, yeah. I hear you I heard Pongo. That's an easy one. Right, not easy one. This one's easy. This I'm one's a dog. Easy. This one's piss easy. In The Simpsons, what is the name of their dog? Is it Dear Little Friend, Little High, Little Low, is easy. Cheeky Little Pup or Santa's Little Helper? Santa's Little Helper. Santa's little helper. See, I, I didn't need the, uh, the multiple choice there. I would have got that. This one, I think this one's easy as well. Oh, wow. This one's for you, John. Um, in Toy Story, there is a toy that is also a dog. What is the name of that dog? Is it Shadow, Scrabble, Slinky or Bullseye? It's Slinky. It's Slinky, of course. And finally, Lindsay, Lady in the Tramp. What type of dog is Lady? Poodle, Mutt, Greyhound, or Cocker Spaniel? Cocker Spaniel! It is Cocker Spaniel! <laughs> who, I don't know, we never count scores. It's a draw. It's a draw. Yeah. Did both did really well. Yay! Enjoyed we that, it's good. John Webb, Webby. Yeah. Jabbins, that's your Jabbins. name. Jabbins. Jabbins. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wait, wait, though, before we go. Yeah, we've, we've got, still got lots oh. to do. Yeah, go first of all. I've got something for you. Hold on. He's Gigs reaching down into his bag. Is this the first ever is this thing on gift? Do you have have you had gifts before? We've never had a gift. Right, well you've got one there. Bloody one. hell, John is pulling out some interesting boxes from his bag. He's brought out a box that says fragile. Now I did 
want to put both of them in like this this type of Amazon reusable gift bag. But <laughs> the other gift bag I had wasn't big enough, so I you can argue over which one. I'll say oh, that one. one. Yeah, I'll say <laughs> that one. So we. On our podcast, shutthewoofup.com, yeah. go there. I should say, yeah, where can you listen to it? Spotify, iTunes? Uh, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you download your yeah, podcast. Yeah, shutthewoofup.com. Uh, we have two two guests, and we always have whatever drink they want in their receptacle. Well, you can open them now. Okay, I'm opening mine. So, yeah, uh, both... Feverishly. Oh, there's a couple of yeah. So it's a, it's a. I've got a mug. Have you got a yeah. mug? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Guest one. Guest. Guest oh. one. Guest two. My God, yes. that is amazing. It's genuinely a. So you got you got shut the wolf up mugs. Official each. merchandise. Official Thank merchandise. You very much. Amazing. That is brilliant. Does that this mean we're going to be guests on Shut the Wolf Up? You can. I mean, I I do have guest one, guest two mugs back, back at base. Uh, yes. Cool. I can't actually close oh, this box. This is your owner. way of proposing to us. Yes. Will, will you be a guest on our podcast? <laughs> Please come on my podcast. Even though, like both of us have really fucking been in and boring compared to you. No. No, that's very kind of you, John. That's Thank good. you very much. Thank I'll you. give you something. Right. Should we do the lead out music? So. Oh um, my god. Stickers. You get some stickers, stickers as well. Oh, there are dog stickers. Um, so we're going to use John's phone to lead out music. Yes. Yeah. Um, you haven't so you were saying before we started recording you haven't got either Spotify or Apple Music I no uh, no does that that's make me bad no no that's fine just intrigue you I think you're I, the so many times I've been thinking I should get Spotify but well, I haven't got Spotify so don't worry so, about see, it see what I do and this is just old person type thing is that I cannot ever use those streaming services I buy the CDs wow old school because you own the music then yeah if if whoever like Carly uh, Ray Jepsen decides to take her music off that's any true. of those services yeah you can't play them anywhere that's right that is and true I love her John's gonna what's that are you hitting shuffle are you just picking something around I'm gonna I will hit shuffle if this works so let's take away from the microphone just in case it doesn't yeah let's go for it um, now it might turn up with I've got lots of TV program music that's fine for backups on my phone <laughs> See, if you get some random stuff, you're going to have to play We've that. had plenty of random stuff on this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, we had a Glee version of Creep for the last episode. So John uh, is now, I'm just looking at him. He's, he's, he's going to hit shuffle or he's hitting oh. shuffle. That's what... Oh, that's a banger. That's, that's a, oh, I'm so glad that's you can me up. Let's have a look. Let's just turn it around so we can see it. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! One of my favourite bands. That is the coolest. I'm so happy. Ofi- that is officially the coolest track. Literally. I was worried had that Top Dumpy might come up. Yeah, you've outcalled us all. Yeah, that is an absolute banger. Well done, John. So, John Webb, Webby, yeah, Jabbins. Thank you very much. You've been an absolutely been, awesome guest. It's been guest. awesome. I, I would love to come back. Oh, you'll definitely because I'm sure uh, plenty of people have got questions yeah are happy to contact me on socials well so. you can definitely come back especially as you bring gifts as well you bear gifts oh, right, okay, yeah um so thank you very much as ever thank you for listening to this podcast please get in touch with us on our well a couple of ways to get in touch with us which is the official uh uh twitter account at itto pod also the email account which is itto pod at gmail.com and please please rate and review us five star reviews please so people can find us um and that's us done, I think. Lindsay, anything else you want to say? John, do you want to give a bit of a bark into <laughs> the mug? There you go. I'll just give a polite woof. 
Thanks for listening. Keep the girl in the distance The moves are very hazy The sunshine in my life The world it is shady Skip hit that up To get the anti-mana Blue lines aren't the reason Why the devil had to shout up Two the sound of silence Surrounded by the mass Her face is on the paper Not the strangers that have passed The ones I'm looking back To see if they are looking back at me Are you predatory? Do you fear me? Yeah, while I'm doing this I know the place I really wanna go Is the one I love But never gets near me It's a beautiful day When it seems as such Beautiful thoughts Whereas I dream too much Even if I told you You still would not know me Tricky never does Adrian mostly gets lonely How we live in his existence Just be